0: Hello, my name is Gerald and I want to thank you so much for showing up today. In these videos, I will always speak directly to you and never ask anything of you as I hope you return the favor. As such, I will likely stumble over my words occasionally and even lose my train of thought. During this discussion, I will begin explaining how I have built my savings account as I explained my strategy for ensuring that your savings account does not become depleted in the previous video of this series. To recap, you must treat your savings account as a bank, which will loan you money, but requires you to pay back the loan as some kind of interest rate or flat rate. As I said, for me, it's $10. No matter how much I'm borrowing from my savings account, I always pay myself back the original um, loan and then an extra $10 payment, and then an additional $10 payment for every pay period that passes before I'm allowed, or before I'm able to pay back the loan. Do not allow yourself to take out money from your savings account without repaying that money even if it takes many payments all right so the first strategy that i have for uh, for building your savings account is to create a savings schedule like this is the most simplistic thing anybody will tell you this you have to you have to stick to a savings schedule and also i do want to note right now that nothing i ever say or on my channel nothing will ever be financial advice so yeah creating a savings schedule even if it's not a whole lot of money that you're able to save, at least save some every single paycheck. Even if it's just $10 or $5 or whatever position you're in, save some amount. And try to uh, try to save a percentage. That way if you do get a raise, then it's factored in and you're actually saving more money. But you do just have to make sure that you stick to your savings schedule. That's the hardest thing is you'll think of something you'll be like, oh man, I really wanna buy that new blah, blah, blah. But if you can't buy that new blah, 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 and still sit, stick to your savings schedule, then you probably shouldn't buy it. Um, and a good strategy for that, so it's very hard for humans, I think, to see the money in your bank account and to take it and say, okay, I got to take 10% of this, whatever it is, I got to take $100 and I got to put it in my my savings account. And it's just a sad thing. It's like, oh, but I want the $100. I want to go out to dinner three times this week or, or whatever it is. So a way to... Um, solve that problem is automatic deposit. If, if you are lucky enough to work for somebody who allows you to automatically de- deposit your money into your bank, likely they'll allow you to choose a percentage or a flat rate that you will be depositing directly into your savings account. That way you never even see it. You don't even know it really existed. You know it just disappears, you get used to it, you don't even think about it anymore and that's a beautiful thing and it'll, it'll save you a lot of heartbreak I think rather than just taking that money out yourself from your um, checking account and putting it in your savings account. So yeah, if you can do something like that, do it. And there's also things like Acorn, I, I think is a service. I mean, I just use automatic deposit, but there's other services that allow you to do a similar thing, even if you don't have direct deposit where you can choose an amount that should go into your savings account. All right, so the second strategy is a little bit more abstract. And it's, it's different for everybody. So it's harder to... It's not as simplistic is what I'm saying. Like, it's very obvious that, okay, that, y- yeah, you should deposit a certain percentage or a certain amount of your savings or of your uh, paycheck into your savings every, every pay period. But the little things do matter. And they matter more than it seems. For example, that, that $3... Energy drink that you buy every day at the gas station while you're at work. Stop buying it. Stop buying it. Start putting that three dollars a day in your savings account. It'll add up faster than you can even imagine. but like you need to assess how much joy that energy drink brings to you, and if you find it that it does bring you a lot of joy, then find an acceptable alternative. For example, drinking coffee or buying a pack of energy drinks at Costco to cut the costs down. If you're able to buy it wholesale, you'll have more money to save. Make sure that you track how much you are saving and put that money instead in your savings account each pay period. For myself, I began drinking a canned Coke, which is less than 50 cents, but still brought me a similar benefit of caffeine and sugar to keep me going while at work and allowed me to save much more each month. If you do this with many things that you consume daily, the deposits into your savings account will accumulate quite quickly. Another example of something that you can do is uh, if you have decent credit, you can probably get a credit card. that gives you one to 2% cash back, which sounds like a very small amount, but it actually adds up very quickly, especially if you're able to put like car payments or your rent or something like that on it. Um, And it is kind of a dangerous thing having a credit card. I avoided it for a very, very long time. Um, It was only until like two or so years ago that I actually opened up a credit card account that was purely in my name. It is just a scary thing, you know. And if you're super nervous about it, if you're nervous that your spending will get out of control, then start then start out by paying it back every single week. You know, don't don't just pay it back at the end of the month when it turns out to be this huge amount, like thousand dollars, and you're like, oh my gosh, did I really spend a thousand dollars? No, just pay it back weekly or even like twice a week, if it makes you feel more comfortable. Do not rec- rack up credit card debt. I mean, that that goes without saying, guys. Like I I don't. If you're here, you probably already know that. Also, sell what's in your attic and the things that you no longer use. Um, if something no longer brings you joy, sell it. I mean, there are there are so many so many sites that you can sell stuff on. Mercari, eBay, uh, Facebook Marketplace, Craigslist. There's just like a, a lot of ways that you can sell things very, very easily for very little cost. And when you sell it, don't put it in your bank account. Don't put it in your uh, checking account. Put it straight into your savings account. Um, another thing okay so this is something that I've been super lazy about don't judge me too much guys I'm so sorry (laughs) I need to follow my own advice here Um, so car insurance charges me for auto payments so the amount is automatically taken out of my uh, um, checking account every single month to pay my my uh, car insurance so they charge me a certain amount of money every single month to do that paid up front for me it's five dollars take that five dollars put it straight into your savings account and oh man you just do enough things like this and your savings account is going to grow like crazy it's just it's wild like as I've begun to do these things it's just wild how much money I've been able to save all right another example is if your internet goes out call Comcast and demand a five to ten dollar credit on your account if it's a local outage they will do it they'll do it so call them don't be lazy just call them and bam that's five to ten dollars straight into your savings account argue with call centers <laughs> whenever you can whenever you're on the phone with a call center if they charge you some type of fee some type of booking fee that they're refusing to uh, refund if, if you're going on a trip and you had to cancel your trip argue with them just argue with them come up with some sob story um, so that they will waive your fees especially if it's bank fees if it's late fees like on a on a payment Or uh, bank fees, um, if you overdrew your account, they'll waive them, they'll waive them. If you just make a little bit of a stink, they will waive them. Um, Phone bills, if you're not happy with your phone service, if you think it's too much, threaten to switch services and ask if there are any special offers that they could offer you in order to not switch services. And oftentimes they will lower your rate that you're paying. Like that is a relatively competitive market. And so, if you realize that something is a competitive market and you think you're overpaying, call them and argue with them. But the thing is, is that you always have to be upbeat, friendly, and try to connect with the person that's on the other line. Because if you're an ass, they're not going to help you. They don't care. They don't care. You know. So if you're like super nice, you're asking how their day is, you're just being super friendly and wonderful, then they're going to do their best to get your rate down, right? But if you if you just call them up and say, "I'm paying too much. I don't want to pay it anymore." I'm gonna switch services what are they gonna do they're gonna be like oh, I'm sorry sir there's nothing we can do but you're just, if, if you go on there and you're like hey how's it going hope your day is going well I, I've been looking at my phone bill lately and I just I, I just think it's a lot more than I could would be paying if I switched to a competitor and I'm considering switching so I'm just wondering if there's any special offers or anything you guys could do for me um, to lower the amount I'm paying oh my god they, they'll come up with something for you they will and if if they refuse to, ask to speak with their supervisor and see if their supervisor can do anything, because oftentimes the per- first person you call can't help you. They they're they don't have the ability to lower your rate. But if you can get on with their supervisor, which they will do everything in their power to prevent you from talking to their supervisor, um, especially if it's an overseas call center. But you can convince them, and get a little mad sometimes, sure. But just do try to be friendly and connect with them and you will see amazing results. And there are just so many examples of the little things that you pay too much for. Um, like that Netflix account that you don't really use anymore because you got Hulu and Hulu is just a better fit for you. Cause you like TV shows more than you like movies or, or maybe you like movies better than TV shows. So then cancel your Hulu account. You know, there's just so many like things that we pay monthly for that you don't necessarily need to pay. Um, that you don't necessarily need, don't necessarily need to be paying for, and that money could be going into your savings instead. All right, so my third strategy is really abstract. (laughs) So it's lifestyle creep. I don't know if you've ever heard the term lifestyle creep before, but if you haven't, this will be interesting to you, I think. So lifestyle creep is the idea that as you begin to make more money and you're in a different situation, your lifestyle changes, you begin spending more money than you were before when you had that worst job or before you got that raise or before you got the promotion. And so the biggest thing is just to be conscious of it. We can never stop it completely. And we shouldn't stop it completely because maybe there are things right now that you want. And if you made a little bit more money, you'd probably get those things. And so, yeah, if it's something like that, if you really love to see movies and right now you don't have the money to see a movie, but if you made a little bit more money, you could go to one movie a month. Yeah, if you get that raise, go to one movie a month. But just be conscious of it. And try to slow it down, especially when it comes to things that you don't necessarily need. Like that $2,000 set of fly fishing gear or whatever it is. Um, Don't allow yourself to fall victim to lifestyle creep. Because it's it's silent. You know, you don't even realize you're doing it at the time. Like for me, it was uh, buying more expensive beer. When I got... A new job I I was working a pretty crummy job Um, well it wasn't crummy I actually really enjoyed it but it was at the it was as a as a server wasn't making very much money and then I found a job working for an insurance company and I started making a lot more money so I realized that I was buying more expensive beer I was going out to dinner more I was going to more expensive dinners and that's fine I still buy more expensive beer but I also tried to buy less expensive beer And switch between them to save a little bit of money so I can put more in my savings account because I really do enjoy it if you really enjoy it you got to do it but not at the expense of your savings account if that makes sense so if you get a raise or you get a new job that pays more put more into your savings Um, also if you if you plan to buy a new car find out how much your insurance will go up find out what the taxes will be on it think about those tiny little expenses If you're trying to buy a new house, check the tax rates in the area. Especially if you make a large amount of money, this could be very important for you. You could end up paying a lot more than you think you would, or think you will. Also HOAs and everything like that, but that's pretty obvious. It just comes down to knowing that every single dollar is important. Every single dollar that you spend, look at that dollar that you're spending and say, how much happiness does this bring me would this do better in my savings account where I can potentially save for a big purchase that would really improve my life or even put it into like the stock market or something like that, which will be for later episodes where I'll explain uh, my stock strategy and, and uh, how I allocate my savings once it reaches a certain point where I feel secure that if I were to lose my job, that there would be many, many, many months until I would feel like I was in danger of, like, going hungry or something like that. Um, but yeah, that's for another episode. That's just one I want to stress. Every single dollar is important. Look at every single expense that you have. Is the product that I receive from this dollar, does it bring me enough happiness to spend that dollar on it? And this is a classic economic idea. We're going to go into economics a little bit here. I apologize, guys, if you're not a fan of economics. But you should be because it's cool so opportunity cost that's what it's called opportunity cost so the idea of opportunity cost is that when whenever you make a decision a financial decision whether it's to buy a five dollar cup of coffee at starbucks um the opportunity cost of buying that five dollar cup of coffee at starbucks are the other things that you could have done with that five dollar bill like you could have you could have gotten a breakfast burrito a santiago's if you guys have a santiago's good good breakfast burrito joint in my area but there are other things that you could do with that money and that's opportunity cost and so that's what you're really looking at you're looking at is my purchase worth it or am i just doing it just because without even thinking about it is it is it lifestyle creep am i just spending more money because i'm making more money because that doesn't make any sense unless it brings you enough happiness to make it worth your while to spend an additional dollar. It's the same thing with uh, with the extra hours you work out, the extra hours that you work, um, like the overtime hours. Like, you, you have to value your time. This is probably a topic for another episode, but we're gonna keep going with it. You have to value your time, you do, because you think about it, okay, maybe you could make $20 If you worked an extra hour of overtime. But that's at a cost to you because you're losing an hour. An hour that you could be sitting on the couch watching TV and, oh man, do I value that time. I love sitting on the couch drinking a beer and watching TV. Or an hour that you could be spending with your kids or or your wife or... On your hobby, you you have to look at your time as important. And so if you're going to spend your time on something, if you're going to work the extra hour of overtime, you got to think about what you're giving up because you could use that hour to do something else that might bring you more happiness. All right, that's going to be it for this episode. Please let me know if you like the longer sessions or the shorter sessions more. You can contact me at lifebelowyourmeans at gmail.com or Life Below Your Means on Twitter.